Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hi, welcome back. High school. 821 here on Brian and Company. We are at the Daily Grind in the Unionville section of Farmington as we start our darting across Connecticut. Starting off with a bang. What a great morning. Um, obviously, Evan uh, Parsons, uh, what a great business here. The coffee's great, and everyone's so friendly. I want to bring in some some of the power, the Farmington power. <laughs> Rose Ponte, uh, uh, director of the economic development here in Farmington, and, and Joe Capitafero is the chair of the town council. First of all, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? It's fun. New businesses are fun. I know. Thank and you be- for coming to Farmington. Well, you guys are already in Farmington, but just I know. starting this series here. Yeah, and honestly, it was random. I truly threw the dart at the map, and it landed on Farmington. And, and I have to tell you, I mean, Farmington has plays a huge role in my life, to be honest. I got married when my wife worked at Miss Porter's, uh-huh. and my first child was born in Hartford Hospital when we, we were in Farmington. So we, we've lived here and loved it uh, for a couple of years before we went to New York and New Jersey and now back in Connecticut. So I think of like getting married and having my first kid when yeah, I think of Farmington. Of so, and, uh, and, and that Main Street. I, I wanted to, I don't know quite where to start, but I, I guess, you know, you're going to tell me everything is sunshine and daisies, which is fine. But, like, how are things in Farmington? Because it's a big town uh, with a lot of disparate interests in a lot of different places. I mean, uh, we'll start just from the governance standpoint. Like, what are the big issues in town? You're going to build the high school, and what are people talking about? Oh, correct. Um, we're in the fourth year of building this high school. It's going through from one year to the next. We're going to be opening up that school um, from the beginning of the school year, and so late August, September. So when school closes in June, we'll start demoing the high school. Would that, par- that be a parking lot there? Yeah, we had to put a parking lot in, um, start getting the roadway all straight away, finishing up the interior, and be ready for the first day of school. So there's a lot going on up there. I think tax-wise, I think it's impressive that you got this done. And, you know, it's hard to get that stuff approved. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, even though my kids are, you know, I... I I think as I get older, I t- tell myself I still want to support the schools. I mean, was it a classic, like... Older population didn't want to pay for the school, and the families were rallied around. I mean, what was the tension? No, I think this time going around, I think we had a lot of public support. I think the referendum was two to one. So I think um, just being such physically conservative throughout the years, as the taxpayers know that we try to put our best dollar forward. We make that dollar stretch as long as we can. Um, over the years, you know, the expansion, repairs, expansion, repairs in the high school, and just got to the time where we just keep putting money into something that's failing or go from new and just make it state-of-the-art and he last 20, 30, 40 years before we can start looking at expenses again. So it came out really strong and we had to come back, obviously, for a second referendum for an additional $10 million because 
prices were so overcrazy. Well, the timing, with COVID. the timing, yeah, it was tough. And it's so hard because yeah. there's never a perfect timing, and we're trying to tell people that. It's like, when do you wait for it? Yep. When do you wait for another couple of years? We yep. wait another couple of years. We keep on sinking money into it. So, yep. I need an extra ten one. million for my home renovation. It was, <laughs> <laughs> you should see it now, though. It's beautiful, uh, Rose. This is balanced, though, in a beautiful town like this, yeah. between like wanting to grow, grow your tax base, yeah. and have. B- b- people places for people to go but also retain the character and the beauty absolutely i mean how challenging is that that is a challenge because i think one of the most important things to remember is why do people come to farmington why do they live in farmington why do they work in farmington and it's because it's such a special community so that has to be the number one goal making sure that this community stays the way it, it has stayed and, and with all the wonderful life qualities that it has. So when you look at a new development, you really have to think, how is this going to change the community? How is it going to enhance the community? So it is a balancing act um, and making sure that the different developments that come our way are, are really there to um, enhance what we have. So something right now, um, in our industrial base, we have zero vacancy, which is wonderful. But th- and we have almost 2 million square feet of uh, industrial space. But making sure then that when an industrial building uh, it changes hands and it comes on the market, that it stays industrial. Let me just inter- interject for a second, and you can chime in too, Joe, if you want to, is that we know, first of all, that's existing real estate. Then yes. there's about expansion, and there's obviously a fair amount of open space in this area. And we know what's happened in Windsor and South Windsor. With where, have you had a lot of pressure to, for people to want to put the warehousing in this town? And, and, and is there a lot of, are you going to let more acreage be given to no. the industry or are you capping it? So we're very, very lucky. The people before us really set up the town in a business sort of way. Like their industrial areas in one part of our town, our medical bioscience is another part of town. So we have these pockets that we develop and we do as much as we can. So it's not spread out throughout the town. So our industrial area that Rose is talking about, Spring Lane, Route 6, that's all where everything is basically encompassed here in Farmington. And it's really utilized to 100% of its max. But we're seeing a bigger push, though, is for residential. And that's where it's coming in for more of the space and land to come in. People want to put apartment buildings up and stuff like that. And but, but the goal is to really take our inventory of things and say, are they being used in their highest and best use? And if not, what do we need to do to make that happen? You're talking from an industrial standpoint. Or industrial a, a, and commercial. So, for example, uh, right now with remote work, we have quite a bit of office space in Farmington, 4 million square feet. So when we look at that space and that space starts to be in transition, what's what's going to happen? Right. So our business owners are looking at, make, my job is to make sure those business owners know what are the newest trends coming in. Like, for example, the co-working space that we just had. I love those guys. That's I do great. too. Um, but another example could be we have a bioscience tip uh, incubator from Yukon. And so when those companies start to move out, do we have the lab space here that allows them to stay in Farmington? Well, we're so tight on time, and I have one last question, but I want to ask this first. So when it comes to residential, we've been talking about the Simsbury story and the attainable housing, affordable housing. There's a ton of not-in-my-backyard stuff with affordable housing, but forget about affordable housing. You need regular market-priced housing, too. Mm I, I mean, is there, are there plans to add more capacity in Farmington, and how do you balance 
the, what's a real not in my backyard issue, which is not just indigenous to Farmington, it's every community. Um, no. I don't know if you can address that. No, correct. We have a town planning and zoning commission who oversees all that along with our town planner. So we do have about 1,000 units coming in right now. They're going to be market rate. So over the next couple of years, you're going to see those being developed. And we also have two other units coming in that will be for subsidized housing to help our handicaps. One partnership with Favar. So you're going to see that's about 80% of occupancy for one of those buildings. So we do have those complexes coming in. And our town planning and zoning does look at their their you know, book or how they run everything to see how everything and they do lays a great out. Job. So I want to ask this question because I, I thought about this a lot when I was coming down Route 4 every stinking day and <laughs> sitting there for 20 minutes. Is that, and when that car dealership was there, and Farmington is an amazing town, and I love it. And I've used it maybe more than any town mm -hmm. that I've been in in my years in Connecticut. Having said that, there's no identifiable, like, it's never going to be like West Hartford Center, but like walkable, retail, Main Streety downtown. Is there any way to, was there, is there any ever way, I always thought that, that getting rid of that dealership would have been a way to sort of close off an avenue or something like that. But is there, do you ever think about that? Like, a lot. Yes. And, and how do you, because I mean, it would be amazing because the town, I mean, I'm not just blowing smoke. I mean, I love the town, but wouldn't it be great to have a walk, parkable, walkable, eatable well, little area? Right. Mm -hmm. One of the things we've done is in the last year, we put sidewalks on both sides of the street of Main Street. So if you go right on the corner of uh, 10 and Main Street, it goes all, all the way down to where Highland Park Market is. So that is very walkable. And we made sure the sidewalks were on both sides. The other thing we're, going, we're working on now is establishing a cultural district. So we're going through that process, and it's a state process that says if you have walkable arts and culture uh, organizations, in a walkable area, you can apply for this district. Where would that be? So that would be one in Farmington and one in Unionville. And again, what are we doing to make our communities more walkable? What are we doing to support our nonprofits? And establishing this as a cultural district are steps in that direction. Any so, final words on that? Yeah, so like Laura was saying, we do that. But I think, too, I think a lot of people love way the, the charm of Farmington is, especially as a center. So we yes. have West Hartford right next to us. There is a Glastonbury. So there right. was no really true calling to, hey, we want to be a mini West Hartford. We want to be a mini Glastonbury. So I think the keeping of that charm really, you know, exudes with the people. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I was, it's too bad we didn't get a chance to catch up with Lisa because, I mean, going back to George Washington and all yes. this stuff, I mean, the mm -hmm. history of the town is really stunning if you really go go deep with it and uh, unfortunately we're out of time uh, Rose Ponte with economic development yep. and and Thank Joe Cabot affair with it was great and, and and I mean it like I I love the town so you guys keep it up T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.